ready, Jim? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, money grind. Yeah, I got the ring. I'm the champ. I'm the cheapy of the lamb. This is the gift I was given, so I just live by my hustle. Don't make sense, but don't make a profit. So I hustle, ladies and homies. Make money, make money, money, money. Yeah. All out here for a pill. We ain't really trying to get this money for the real. I want to find a thing to save my life. So I hustle, hustle. It ain't over for me. No, it ain't over for me. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money! Okay, let's go smoke that joint. What up, what up, Fantasy Football Hustler, back at you. Some rookie content, bringing you some RB heat today, getting some pre-draft stuff going for you guys. Who's hyped for the draft? Finally, finally, it is here. <laughs> two days, two days. What up, Dave? Thanks for getting in here early, bro. Let's get that smoke going. Francisco, what up, bro? Anthony, what up, bro? All right, we're going to get this rolling. Before we do, though, I got to remind everybody, go check out my merch. You know it is lit. Got the 420 Crew merch, but I got everything. We got the What Up, What Up shirt. I never wear it because it's uh, black and green. Uh, didn't make the smart color decision with my green screen, but uh, it's super dope. Antonio's got it. Um, I'll, I'll, throw the, uh, I'll, I'll throw it on social media so everyone can see it again. But go check everything out, 420crew.org, and everything's there. We got the fuck team defense shirt there got the idp life shirt there we got cups there we got mugs there you want to get wild and do a throwback fanny pack go get it because it's there too so yeah check it out guys got a bunch of dope shit there and here we go. So I brought in someone super dope today to talk about running backs. He's going to be breaking down his top 10. Someone who I met in Clubhouse. We've connected on Twitter. But you just, you're going to know him by that fantasy guy. Like, that's how you're going to know him. Here he goes. What up, bro? If you smell what the rock is coming. <laughs> what up? Not Doing much. good. Oh yeah, man! Thanks for taking time out of your day to uh, to come on and uh, talk about these running backs. I know you're at work right now, so good looking on putting the time aside. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, I don't mind ever putting time aside to talk about fantasy. Matter of fact, Clubhouse helps me get through my work day. <laughs> Clubhouse is pretty legit. Like I, I love it. I'm I'm glad that uh, the fantasy community got so big there because I met dudes like you. I met guys like Major, and I mean shit connected with other big people. So if you're not on Clubhouse yet and you have an iPhone, um, download it. You might not be able to get it, but hit up your friends and ask if they got an invite so you can get into Clubhouse because it's literally like a club right now that you got to get a text invite to be able to get in the house. All right, before we get started in this, uh, what's, your, what's your story with uh, getting involved in the fantasy world and, you know, diving more than just being a fantasy manager? Man, uh, I've been doing fantasy. I started playing fantasy like 10 years ago, man. And um, 
like everyone else, I sucked at it, you know. I think I came in like last place my first year, like second to last place the second year. It's just like I didn't know what I was doing, but you know, as time grew, I got better, started to win. And I think um this is like my third year in Dynasty I've been doing, you know, Dynasty big. I'm in like thirty different leagues. Yeah. Um <laughs> I started a YouTube channel like a couple years ago and I I really, I don't, I'm really, really big on putting out, putting out content unless it's during the off season because I'm more so of a player, man. I'm more so of a player of the game. I don't have time <laughs> during the grinding season to put out a bunch of content. So I put out content every now and then to share my thoughts. Um, I, I tried to do the writing thing, man. I, I, I got linked up with the breakout finder. And I, 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 I did an article and I realized, you know what? Writing is not my thing, you know? <laughs> Same for me. Same for me. I, I, I didn't like it. <laughs> you know, so I didn't last that long. But guess what? I did win the league. Like, they put us writers in. They break out, find the league, and I did win the league. So, like I said, I know, I know what I'm best at. I'm a player. I'm a player of the fantasy, and that's what I do. And I can, I can talk shit with the best of them. There we go. I like it. And at least for me, I mean, I don't know if it's the same for you, but I played in 20 leagues last year. Um, really, I, I mean, as long as I win more money than I lose, it was a good season, you know, because you can't win them all, like no matter what. And so I just realized, you know, a couple years ago, if I'm going to try to lock in, you know, championships every single year, I got to broaden my horizons and I got to get into more leagues and just because uh, sometimes shit happens and you may have the dopest team in the league, but bad luck works against you or something. Facts. So let's get into these top 10. And actually, you got 11 here because you've got uh, two people who you got tied for um, top 10 here. So let's start with uh, Jarrett Patterson coming out of Buffalo. Yeah, Jarrett Patterson, um, he's a mega producer, early declare, feisty, small, fast back. I mean, at least he looks fast on tape because when the pro day came, the man messed out 5'6", 195 around a four five nine and you know but the five six is what really stands out and i'll be trying to tell you know don't be too scared don't let that scare you away because he still does have a bmi a 31 bmi but you know um, him not running that fast is scaring people away um when i looked at the draft base um my draft database he was going around 185 and it's hard to pinpoint a team that really would give him a chance. So he he can go he can go from this being drafted the sixth round to being undrafted. You know, you just never know. You know, I hope my team, the New Orleans Saints, you know, if he goes undrafted or or just throw a seven round flyer on him, go ahead, bring him on the team because I do feel he'll add value to whatever team. You know, he do go on. He don't have to start, but as a backup, I think he'll be fine. And so, I mean, just based on what you saw him do when he was actually playing in the games at college, I mean, is, is that – was that, that – what did you say? It was four, five, four, six. Like, was that like – do you think that's who he is or do you think he just, like, messed up a little bit on the pro day? Well, he played at Buffalo. So there's some questionable competition. So, I mean, <laughs> who knows? You know, it, it could have just been this competition. He, he, he just looked a lot better against his competition. Um, you know, and every hey, everybody can't run a four four, you know. Yeah. Everybody can't run a four. We we got a lot of people in the league that run 
or four or six. I mean, you know, the first person someone like to bring up is Kareem Hunt ran a four or six. You know, <laughs> and it, it, it could have been a bad day, but I don't think. I, I just think, you know, that he's a baller. You know, he's just small. So, you know, it is what it is. Well, and here's someone who I always remind people about, someone who caught everybody out of nowhere. But Arian Foster, he only ran, he ran like a four six eight um, at uh, at the combine way back in the day, and um, he turned out pretty well just because he ran and ended up in the right situation, ended up being undrafted. Um, and guess what? This is going to be a thing because there's no burners at the running back position this year. Yeah, that, I mean, everyone keeps talking about how this is one of the weakest, like, running back classes that we've seen in a while. Like, what what do you think about that just as a whole? I mean, obviously, the top three guys are monsters. Yeah, I, I, um, they compared to 2000, 2018 with Jacobs, uh, Montgomery, and Sanders. Um, and for the most part, if you're just talking about uh, high-end talent, and you can compare it, but... I do think the talent is deeper, a lot deeper than that class. Like I like a, I like a, I like a lot of the players in this class. It's just that you know, at the end of the day, I'm all about whether the players get draft capital or not. Yeah. Is that team going to invest in that player? If the team invests in that player, I can invest in that player as a you know fantasy option. You know. Heck yeah! Like man, I mean, if someone. I really feel like anyone fourth round or after, I mean, it's just a crapshoot at that point. Like, I mean, these third rounders, they should probably be drafted in the second round if these if these NFL teams actually cared, you know, about running backs. All right, so let's get into the next guy that you got here. At uh, so tied for tenth, you got uh, Jameer Jefferson coming out of Oregon State. No, <laughs> a lot of people like Jameer Jefferson, and I like them even more before he gave you that pro day, you know. So uh, I like Jamel Jefferson, and um, I thought he's an early declare. He, he's on, on tape, he had adequate speed, you know, very slippery. You know, he's not easy to get your hands on. Looks like he has good vision. Um, you know, his, his competition will look questionable going to Oregon, but he was a dope walker, semi-finalist. So the man, the man put in some work, and I like him, but... When you come go to your pro day, you measure at 5'10", 206, and you go give me a 4'6", red flag for me. Red <laughs> flag. So um, that's why I got him down here tied with Jared Patterson. Um, my, draft, the, my draft database got him going around 160. And okay. um, guess who's around there at 163? The Redskins. So. I'm projecting him to go to the Redskins, sixth round, third pick to the Redskins. That'd be cool because, I mean, it's not going to be the Gibson and McKissick show forever, and someone gets drafted in the sixth round. I mean, you can't – I wouldn't expect them to come in and steal everything away from Gibson. Yeah. Yeah, daily sporting. Arian Foster was a fantasy football goat because uh, came out of nowhere. No, I remember that year in 2010. Um, you know, I think that was the year that he led the league in rushing. And um, wild, no, nobody saw it coming. No, I actually went to high school with Arian Foster, so he was someone who I, I already knew the name and everything. I'm like, man, he is slacking. He was slacking at Tennessee as a senior. I don't even know if I can trust him coming into the NFL, going in undrafted. But it was so wild because 
he would have if he would have went to any other team besides the Texans, he might not have even made an NFL roster. Like he was on the practice squad at first, and they had like three running backs get injured, and like everyone was like crazy. Like um, they were just fumbling like crazy, and um, it was nuts. And then he got like an opportunity to start like the last game of the season or like week sixteen or something, and just uh, took good advantage, and then was the starter next year. So. Some of these guys might not be good year one, but got got to be looking for year two sometimes. And that's it's, that's why it's hard. Um, it's hard to pick guys like James Robinson. You you have people like I I knew James Robinson who was going to be that. The man didn't get drafted. The NFL didn't even know he was going to be good. Come on, come on, man. You know, uh, it just it just parted like the Red Seas for me. They get ready to start it running back. Um, the the person that was supposed to be number two in the depth chart. Um, get COVID and don't don't ever recover. The man, you know, he don't come back the rest of the season. Next thing you know, it's just part ways for this man that wasn't even drafted. You know? Yep, super fluky. Like that was the whole fluky situation. One thing that um, that I took away from that whole uh, from that whole Robinson situation, the coaches kept talking about how he was like glued to his playbook, and like if he wasn't at practice, he was looking at the playbook. When he was on the treadmill, he was looking at the playbook. When he was doing squats, he was looking at the playbook. And, like, if I hear some shit like that, I'm going to put that guy on notice because someone who's going to be a student of the game like that and really learn the offense like that makes a huge difference. All right. And next guy here. So ninth on your list, you got Kylan Hill out of Mississippi State. Tell me a little bit about him. All right, another guy that I like, um, really like him. Uh, it's kind of slippery, very nimble, agile, extremely quick. Uh, I mean, he meets my pro- prototype. Um, 5'10", 214, ran a four five six. No, that's not fast, but that's fast enough for me. Um, caught, the, caught the ball a good amount of time in college. You know, I, I like the guy. Uh, my draft database got him going around 189, and at the 190, the Bengals are picking. So uh, I'm gonna put, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and project them to pick him sixth round at the 30th spot. Hey, after they got rid of Geo, we know they're gonna draft a running back. It's really just gonna be about what round are they gonna draft him in. So, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of these guys who are lower, I don't really know too much about them. I haven't watched too much film. Uh, we got to start getting – when we get into, like, top five, top six, then I then I know a little bit more. But um, next guy you got here – how do I say that? Ramondre Stevenson. Ramondre Stevenson. He's a polarizing uh, topic because, you know, uh, either you like him or you don't. Uh, a lot of people are out on him, but – Good footwork, good vision, not easy to bring down on um, tape. He looked like he had adequate, adequate speed. You know, I say, look, you give him this man a good old line, he could be one of the best running backs in this class. Um, but problem is, he's probably not going to get the draft capital. But if you give him a good old line, give him the opportunity, you know, he's going to do his thing. And um, he's six foot. 227. He's a big boy. He only yeah. ran a 464, but at that size, it's decent. Um, he's the biggest, like, like not, not tallest, but he, like, he's the biggest out of all of them at like 240 plus, right? 
yeah, out of all these running backs. <laughs> he's, he's a big boy, so um, a lot of people don't like him, I guess, because uh, I, don't, I don't know. But for me, I mean, I ran into a lot of people that love him. But I, 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 it's something about him. I don't know um, if he's too big for some. Don't run fast enough or what. But he's my, in a, on my draft database. He's going, going around 155 um, at one fifty one Denver picks. So I got him going fifth round, twenty-four pick to Denver. Yeah. That I, I like that. I like that. So Denver they got no Philip Lindsay. They gotta get another spot. And so yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, we're we're gonna keep this and on uh you know on Friday, Saturday when we got some of those late rounds. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be calling you out when you got some of these right because yeah, that's gonna be and, cool. and, and, and that's why I decided to add this to it. Make sure I put some landing spots. We got the draft going up. Why not you know add this twist to it? Hell yeah, hell yeah, yeah. Bogart, run, <laughs> rookie running backs, give me money. Let's get it, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I'm double dipping today on the live stream, so make sure you guys check me out on the Run Boys tonight. Where uh, where Bogart from the Give Me Money Network hosts. Uh, my version is better, and so I'm about to be spitting my version a whole bunch on there tonight. All right, Trey Sermon. Okay, before we get into him, really quick, I just want to ask you: when you evaluate these running backs, these rookie running backs, what are a couple things that you're really looking for that make a difference? You know, just within your process, like footwork, um, elusiveness, you know, vision, like just little things like that, that we, that you have to watch their film to be able to see that kind of stuff that you wouldn't see at a pro day. And you just said it, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking for good footwork, you know, um, I'm looking for a vision, you know, I'm looking for what they see when they come out the backfield, how they react to um, the blocks, you know, uh, or are they making the blocks work for them? You know, um, contact balance, um, are they going down easily? How they accelerate, or they getting caught from behind? You know, so pretty much things like that. Especially in college, if you're getting caught from behind in college, you're definitely getting caught from behind in the NFL. That's <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Tell me about Trey Sermon because you have him a little lower than I've been seeing. I mean, I've been seeing him like in the four or five range, like a grip. So you got him at number seven. Why do you got him there compared to some of the the other uh, rankings that I've seen? Now here's here's the deal. I'm higher on Trey Sermon, but I okay. wanted to give you. I'm, I wanted to give you. Uh, a more accurate um, ranking because the mock draft database is not projected him to go within the first three rounds. But for me, um, you know, I, I'm more so I want to invest in guys that go on in the first three rounds. Last year, I was doing the first four rounds, and that bit me because uh, Joshua Kelly didn't do anything. Um, LaMichael P. Ryan didn't do anything. So you know what I said? I'm cutting out the fourth round. I want the first three rounds. So that's the only reason, you know, um, he was put high in this because, to be honest with you, he's more like my fifth. He's more like my fifth running back on my personal ranking. But, you know, I just try to be more realistic. But um, Trey Sherman, really like him. Um, he was a four-star recruit. Um, he'd been around in Debbie for a while, so all the Debbie people know him. Um, slippery. Usually doesn't get tackled as an initial contact. Yeah, you know, it looks like he had a long sleeve on tape. Once he gets in stride, he's hard to stop. 
top. He has vision, catches the ball well for his pro day. Um, he measured in six foot, 215, but ran a 4.61. So he doesn't, you know, have no blazing speed, but great size at six foot, 215. Gotta love that size. So he definitely fits on um, prototypical running back size for me. And let's see, guess who got him ranked as their number one running back? Mac Waldman. You know, the running back guru got him ranked as his number one running back. So, I mean, the man, man has talent. Uh, he just don't have a bunch of production, you know, um, switching schools and things like that, you know, and sharing a block. Um, with different running backs, so it is what it is. But uh, on the mock draft database, they got them going around 115. Uh, so I got Atlanta taking him at the 108. So that's the fourth round of 12 pick. I'm glad you brought that up about your process last year and how you were including, you know, fourth um, guys who were projected to go in the fourth round and kind of putting them in more of the, the upper tier of the running backs. So that's where you see a big drop off from round three to round four, um, as far as that guys who are going to get used right away? Well, as you know, I'm just, when it comes to fantasy, my goal is to try to um, stay clear of landmines. So, you know, uh, you know, if, and who knows, like I say, if Trey Sermon goes to Atlanta, I do like, I do like him. And believe me, he's going to rise in the drafts, you know, going in the fourth. Around. Uh, it's just like the next guy we're going to talk about, even though I project him to go around lower, you know, his 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 spot going to be like perfect for him. So, you know, and, and you know, with that, with that, it's just like um, <laughs> people go crazy about running backs when it comes to the fall rookie draft, because let's think about last year. When you think about where um, Vine, Vine went, um, the running back for um, the Bucks. Yep. I mean, the man stuck on in the first round. It should have never happened. <laughs> so. Yep, that's for sure. But, yeah, so tell me about Chuba. So Chuba Hubbard is the guy you got at number six. He's the guy who I'm – I mean, where he goes is going to make a huge difference, but he's someone who's a little bit undervalued for me, I guess. I mean, I know – I mean, you don't have too much 2020 stats to go off of. It's, uh, you know, tough. Recency bias is huge. But, man, drop 2K in the, in 2019. Like, man, like, 2K is nothing to uh, scoff at. Yeah, I don't think he's getting his due respect. Um, last year, if he would have he would have came out last year, I would have put him, you know, behind the uh, top four backs or whatever. So, but, you know, he would have went high. Um, but... Uh, I guess he knew he didn't do enough, and he, I guess he thought he can come back and do more. It just didn't work out in his favor. But I like him. Um, six foot two ten, uh, ran a four five one. We thought he would have ran faster than that. I don't know what happened with that since um, you know he recorded this track track player. Um, you know, but doesn't get caught from behind. The big thing is he he benefit from big holes in college. So. He may need a good offensive line to be productive, but he, he has uh, vision coming out the backfield. 2019, he's a dope walker, semi-finalist. So, you know, he did his thing. Um, when it comes to work, you know, I got a formula for work horse running backs. I need 28 
percent BMI, twenty eight percent college dominator, and you to run at least a four five four. And guess what? He gave me that. So even though he's on the thin side, he did get that twenty eight BMI. So put in the right system, and guess what? I got the perfect system for him. My draft has got him um, going at one fifty. And at the 155, the 49ers take him. Ooh. You know, if he gets in that system, amen. Give him the green light. He will do his thing. That'd be wild if he went to the 49ers. I mean, because, I mean, everything they do is predicated off the run and that those zone run schemes. And, yeah, if you get him in a system where he can get some holes, like you said, like, watch out. Like, that. that's crazy. That'd be a really good landing spot if he ends up going there. Obviously – not the highest draft capital, but I, certain guys, I, I think the system matters a little bit more than the draft capital. But and that team we, doesn't have anyone with any draft capital, anyways. So, yeah, you know, hell you yeah, probably have the highest draft capital on the team. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the running backs, I'm talking. About. Well, exactly. Yeah, that's why they're always rotating those running backs. They don't really got any stars, and yeah, like crazy. Crazy. That, that'd that be a nice landing spot for him. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. <laughs> All right. Now, at fifth, you got uh, – does he go by Kenny or does he go by Kenneth? I, I, I just copied it, Kenneth, but he goes by uh, Kenny, right? I, I, I've seen both. So, okay. Know, we, we, we can call him Kenny today. All right. <laughs> so, Kenny Gangwell, um, you know, he was an early declare. He slips through the holes. Like, you just see how he slipped through the hole. This is – one guy that looked like he has uh, a Madden spin move. Like, you know, he good for that spin, you know. Like, he playing Madden in 2019. He was a dope walker, semi-finalist, uh, talented, uh, seems to catch, able to catch the ball, but he doesn't have a lot of stats on that in college. So, um, so but 5-8-2-1 ran a 4-4-7. Um, I've seen someone listed that he's five eleven, so I'm getting I'm getting different measurements with that. Um, I was arguing with someone on Clubhouse because I've seen it in two different places, five eight. So I don't care, you know. It, it doesn't matter to me. The man's talented, but I don't I don't know if he can be um, that workhorse back or anything. The three down back, I don't I don't know about that. But he might do well on uh, splitting on um, carries, but. My draft got him going 82, and that would land him third round, 17 pick to the Dolphins. Okay, and when I when I think of someone like him, I almost think of someone like Kamara, like someone who we don't think. I mean, we knew he was going to be more of a dual threat back, not not necessarily a workhorse. Also drafted in the third round. Do you think? Do you think there's similar comps between those guys, at least with their game? I don't know. It depends on how he's utilized, you know. Like I say, um, I seen that he was able to catch the ball, but to what extent? Because it's not like, you know, he caught a lot of balls in college. So, you know, um, if the Dolphins actually draft him, you know, I trust the Dolphins. And what they're doing, it seemed like the last few years they have been doing all the right moves. This, you know, and the reason I have him mocked to the Dolphins is because if they continue doing the right moves, they're not going to take a running back in the first round. Right. If, if, you, if you're doing it right. 
Because you start reaching for a running back the first round, look, I'll start questioning your organization. You can always get your running back, like, you know. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Yep, that's what's crazy. How I, I mean, I hear a lot of people saying it's either going to be like Najee or uh, or Chase, you know, at six. And yeah, I don't, I don't see the, uh, I, I don't see the Dolphins going running back. Like it just doesn't fit their mo of what they've done recently when they've actually been drafting good. Here we go, Jaws. He says, "Seems like I only hear bad things about Hubbard. I liked him. Uh, I liked him for calling out his coach for that insane uh, OAN Network T-shirt." <laughs> Cuba. Yeah, I think uh, definitely underrated. I think he's going to make some waves. All right, number four, Michael Carter out of North Carolina. Excited to hear what you think about him. Michael Carter, uh, I like him. Um, has a lot of catches on his portfolio. 5'8", um, 201, uh, ran a 4'5", four, 4'. Four. Um, you know, not a blazer, but did play, did do some special team, catches the ball well, has vision, will get you yardage. He'll be fine behind a good offensive line. He's not a burner, and that's what I seen on the tape. So that 40 made perfect sense. Um, showed out, um, you know, got noticed during the senior bowl and had a young breakout age. Um, the mock draft database has him going around 71. I got him going at 70 to the Eagles, 306. They add them to help out Miles Sanders. There we go. That'd be a, that'd be a good landing spot for him. Man, I, I love that you're putting in the teams and who's right around, you know, where they, where he's projected to go. So, yeah, I like that. I, I like that. I'm, I'm going to make sure that I break all this down and have the clips ready. So as soon as they get drafted on those times, I'm just going to post it and tag you in it. Like my man called it days ago. <laughs> All right, Travis Etienne, someone who is uh, getting a lot of hype right now, a lot of hype. And, of course, this is where there's a tear break, you know, um, the top three. And when we're talking about dynasty, I really can argue for either one of these guys to pick first in your dynasty draft without a landing spot. Because, you know, you got Najee, who's really talented, but guess what? The band's 23. He's going to be 23 when the draft comes around. Uh, well, when the season starts, he's going to be 23. Um, Javante Williams, two years younger. Two years younger than Harris. And then you got ETM, who could be the first running back off the board. You know, and if he, he's the first running back off the board, they give him that draft capital. And that means they're going to use the hell out of him. And that, that brings up his value. So, all these guys, it really just depends on their landing spot. You know, uh, when it comes to these three guys, they totally different. Just depends on who you like. So uh, I got ETM Mark at number three, and that's only because the man didn't give me any agility drills, which makes me worry. How well can you move laterally? I like a, I like a running back 
that that's not just north and south, you know. Uh, so, but I did like him. Uh, I want to get you. He did catch a lot of balls. Does not get touched much on tape. One cut, celebrate quickly. Always seems to bounce off the first defender. Um, give him the light of day. We will not catch him from behind. Uh, Dope Walker finalist. Um, you know, um, like I said, he could be the number one running back off the board, and that and that changes everything. Five ten, two fifteen, ran a four four five. Um, I thought he would have ran faster than that, but he did come in heavier than expected, so that might have something to do with that because he was heavier. And where where is he projected to go based on uh, everything that you got? All right, all right, so I'm excited for this one. Let's hear it. I I think he's gonna fall out the first round, but go two o two to the Jets. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, so I, I honestly think that no running back gets drafted in the first round this year. Okay. I, I just think it's going to be one of those. I mean, last year we only had Clyde Edwards, you know, going at 32. So, um, yeah, I, I really I – I didn't think he was going to go the first round. So, I, I did throw one person in the first round just in case, you know. But, yeah, you know, if, if people doing – I don't believe running back should be going the first round. But I can – I guess. I can make a case for it because of the, you know, you get that four years, then that fifth year extension, and really you can get rid of them after that. Because I, yep. I, I believe that's what you should do. You should never pay a running back. Just go ahead and draft another one. That's that's me if I was running an organization. I mean, that's the way of the NFL right now. That's for sure. Oh yeah, and Antonio's a Jets fan, so he's liking that Jets call right there. <laughs> I know he'd be stoked if uh, if ETN went to the Jets at uh, that that two o two. All right, let's talk about Javante Williams, someone who we know is getting a lot of hype right now. So I like Javante, and guess who else loves Javante? PFF, <laughs> PFF. As um, him rated with the highest PFF grade and gave him the highest elusive grade. <laughs> so it really like him all. He's an early declare. Runs very hard. I mean, this guy, I think back in high school, um, he used to play linebacker, if I'm not mistaken. Doesn't go down easy, catches the ball. He's slippery, has good contact balance. He looks like he has good vision. Um, if he has a good old line, He'll, he'll be more than fine. He was also a dope, dope walker, semifinalist. Um, and I got him going Got him going at the 50 spot. I got the, the Steelers trading up from on 55 with Miami and picking up Devontae Williams. So 218, second round, 18 pick, Steelers. I like that. I like that call because we know that the Steelers are going to draft someone. I still don't know how everybody is like, oh, the Steelers are going to draft Najee with their 22nd pick or whatever. Like, that shit is not going to happen. Like, <laughs> last time Steelers drafted a first-round running back was Richard Mendenhall, and they're probably still pissed about that because he didn't even last his whole contract to come out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I really like that call. And, uh, yeah, so the Steelers moving up to grab him in the second round. And I I really – when it comes to these running backs, I mean, what do you think about the – you think the age makes a difference? I mean, we're talking about Javante being 21, ETN being 22, and Najee being 23. Like, that's an old running back already, you know, coming out in your first year. 
I don't think the age make much um, much of a difference in uh, the NFL. You know, when when it comes to what they're going to produce, I don't think that makes much of a difference. But I'm when I'm talking about dynasty strategy, um, I want a young running back who's on. Um, Will give me as many years as production. So you know, we already know when they you know start getting what 25, 26, 27, You need to be getting rid of your running backs because it's a cliff they're gonna fall off of, and, and you're not gonna be able to get rid of them. Like this year, I've been getting rid of all where really before this year started. Like at the end of last year, I was starting to get rid of my own Derrick Henry. On shares. As soon as the season over, I was trying to get rid of them. So I got I got a few 105s for Derrick Henry. That was good enough for me because I can give me a running back and hit the reset. You know, I lose a little production, but guess what? I gained some years of production. You know, we're getting one of the rookie running backs. Yeah, and I and when I when I brought up the age, I'm not necessarily talking about the production, but I'm talking about the way that maybe the front office might be thinking. Like, am I gonna go for Najee or am I gonna go for Javante Williams? You know, when Javante Williams, he's probably gonna last those five years. Is Najee gonna last until he's twenty eight? You know, like that's we just never know what these guys think because you well, know they don't give a damn about running backs. It looks like how do you get rid of players? I don't think they care, you know. We'll get you in here. You're not producing, we'll get you out of here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Let's hear a little bit on Najee. Someone we don't got to touch too much on because everyone's heard about him, but uh, excited to hear your takes and where you think he's going. 6 2 two thirty, And, man, you know, he ain't doing any testing. His pro day, I don't like that. But, I mean, I do have, you know, old tests, you know, his old high school test. So, I mean, it's okay. Uh, I'm not even going to bring it up because it's high school. Former <laughs> five-star recruit, good footwork, very nimble for his size, cuts well, catch the balls well, adequate speed, has vision, strong, can do it all, looks special, and he won the Dope Walker Award, well, best running back award. So, I mean, hey, to me, he's going to stand out. He should stand out immediately when given um, uh, Mama Touches. Um you know, he's going to do – he's probably be the best running back out the uh, rookies for, for redraft. Like, I, I trust him more for a redraft. But I'm really not getting him much in dynasty because he's going too high. You know, and why why would I draft, uh, you know, running back uh, – rookie running back that's 23 super high when I can have um, Javante Williams like – a couple rounds later, like it's just you know I don't need to draft him as high as Najee is going, but um, I do think he's the best running back in this um, class. He, he does his cons are his age, and I but I thought he could have came out last year. I, I I've always seen Najee skills. It's just that he took a year to dominate. So um, but I'm gonna go off uh on Steve's survey. Um, he's someone who did a mock draft for the NY Post, and he had Najee going at 25. And guess who that is? The Jaguars. That means better share. You better you better sell all your James <laughs> Robinson shares now because you get you after that, you're gonna be worth zero. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, maybe not zero, but whatever you thought it was about to be worth, like, yeah, it ain't gonna be worth that anymore. That would be wild if they 
if they went, if they got Trevor Lawrence and they got Najee in the first round, like that would be pretty wild for that offense. The defense was okay. The offense is what needed help. So yeah, that that'd be wild if they just uh, they doubled yeah. down on the offense. With that coach, why not get everything you want on offense? You know, why not get those toys? Get those new toys. So. When it comes to fantasy football and your dynasty squads, who's one of these running backs that you're going to be targeting the most in the first round? I'm assuming you don't have a bunch of, you know, 103s and above. So, um, um, who do you think's your the guy? Look, being um, I have my my people, and you know, I wish you would have told me because I would have had it pulled up because um, I'm in a group of guys that um, they pretty they pretty savvy when it comes to dynasty and we got 12 of us together and we did a mock draft and um, the first running back didn't come off the board to the 107. Oh, damn. So, you know, it was on uh, Lawrence Field, Lance Pitts, you know, we was going by tight end premium, Wilson, Chase, then Harris. And, uh, and I feel the same way, you know, Harris and I, um, to be honest, I would pick Harris, 105. Uh, I'm not touching pits. I mean, that's a whole nother discussion. You know, I don't think we have time for, but I'm not touching pits. You know, to me, you know, uh, I'm not willing to wait. So I'll, I'll take one of them four quarterbacks. If I really need another quarterback, maybe I'll take on um, Jones if he goes to the 49ers. That's if he goes for it. If he got to go somewhere else, I'm not, I'm not touching on um, Matt Jones, but you know, I'll pick and I'll take. All the running backs over Chase. I'm not big on wide receivers. I am a running back fan, but you got um, on this mock draft, Harris is going to 107, um, Williams was going to 109, and ETM going to 110. So, if all three of those guys, if all three of those running backs go in the back half of the first round, I'm going to be very excited because that's where a lot of my picks lie. So, if I got a shot to get. ETN or Williams with like a 110 or a 111, man, I'm going to be happy as shit. <laughs> well, well, yeah, hey, in Superflex leagues, man, if you got if you got a pick in, in, within a 110, 19 really, within a 19, you're good. You you either getting your quarterback, getting your running back, or getting you um uh a once in a lifetime receiver. So <laughs> I mean, I'm, I told you, I'm not putting, I'm not putting pits in this. I know somebody else might be super excited about pits. It won't be me. I'm passing those pits on every rookie draft. <laughs> when pits finally decides to actually show me and produce on this elite level that he's going for, because he's expensive for a man that haven't done anything. He's, you know, and and I've been doing startups and dynasty, and the man is going higher than Hawkinson. And all the mother players, like, I'm talking extremely higher than I can say. And guess what? If I had a, a pick with um, Pitts in sight, I would trade the person who have Hawkinson. Give me, give me Hawkinson and give me your second-round pick. And, you know. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I, I like that take. I, I, I'm going to keep pounding the drum for it. I really think that 49ers are going to throw a curveball and take Pitts at number three. <laughs> wow. Because a quarterback isn't going to be that move that gets them to the Super Bowl. Like, it's just really not going to be. And I feel like everything that these Shanahans have done, even if we go back to the Washington days, you drafted RG3 with your number two, 
You drafted Kirk Cousins with your number seven round pick, and Kirk Cousins is still in the league, you know, as a starting quarterback. And like, no matter what anybody thinks, like I, I bet those, those kind of things resonate with people. And I bet you that just the I'm so smart that I can that I can judge these quarterbacks. I don't have to get a quarterback at three, you know. And that that's just these Shanahan's. I feel like some ego is going to come into play with this pick. I tell you one thing. If if he does go uh, quarterback and it's Matt Jones, he'll be showing how arrogant he truly is because that's that, that's not the most talented quarterback, not the first, second, third most talented quarterback in this class. You really you you trying to pick someone for your system? That means you putting your system over talent. So that that shows you when a coach get to that level, that shows you arrogant because someone that believes in their system so much and not getting talent on the team should be playing. College should be coaching college. Go 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 coach college. Yeah, yeah and we're we're gonna see because uh, I, I just know those Shanahan's that they're you know, we know that they're gonna be arrogant, and so that's why I think that they're gonna throw that curveball. Not pick. I mean, because Pitts is just. I mean, he's just wild as far as like I feel like not me necessarily, but I just feel like he's probably one of the most bust proof like prospects besides like Sewell and uh, Lawrence. That's why I feel like someone would move up to go with him. And if 49ers got pits, like that would make their offense probably one of the best in the league. So you cool with Garoppolo leading that offense? Well, see, I don't really care about like how good or bad the 49ers do. So I'm not like basing my answer off of that. I just feel like Garoppolo two years ago, I mean, he's a couple inches away on that throw from completing it to Emmanuel Sanders and then potentially winning that Super Bowl. Last year was just so kind of fluky with all those injuries and COVID. It's almost like you throw 2020 out the window. And I just feel like everything they got going right now, they're, they're still primed to make a playoff run. And I don't think that quarterback, you know, takes you from the wild card to the Super Bowl. I think it would be another position or a couple other positions that would. You know, I, well, I don't, I, I'm not even going to pretend to know, but I, I just think um, Fields is very talented. If if the Jets going to be foolish enough to draft Zach Wilson, <laughs> I believe they should get Fields and run with him. And uh, I, and I believe he's dynamic enough, uh, he, you know, to give you more than what Garoppolo can give you. So. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I know that the 49ers, I mean, everything in Vegas, it's saying they're going to go quarterback and all that, and so they probably are. But if I say that the 49ers are going to go Fields or Mac Jones, everybody's saying that shit right now. So nobody's going to care. But when Pitts goes number three overall, every motherfucker on social media is going to remember that I was the one who's been talking about this for a handful of weeks. Yeah, because a lot of people are saying that Phelps is going to pick him at four. And uh, I don't I don't understand it. But, hey, you know, uh, if it the NFL have disappointed me for so many years that I, I, I can only see Pitts going to 
uh, mediocre offense that's not going to use him correctly. Like, <laughs> I, you know, they, they've disappointed me too much. I can't, I can't see him going to this progressive offensive mind who will make sure Pitts is used correctly and blazes the league. No, he's going to go somewhere and be hiding on your bench. Like, um, well, what's the, what's the, um, the, is a tight end that I really like that's in um, on the Bucks. He got hurt last year. OJ Howard. OJ Howard. You know, like, just feel like, you know, OJ Howard they haven't been, you know, been on the forefront for years, you know? Yeah. And th- that's one, I mean, got, I'm probably not going to have pits anywhere. It's just probably not going to happen. I'm not going to pay that capital. But yeah, it's crazy how there's really no tight ends that ever ball out their first year. Like, you got to go back to, like, Mike Didka or some shit like that, you know, for, like, a guy who was, like, a real impact, you know, in his first year. So that's one thing that everyone needs to do is pump the brakes on Pitt. Because, yeah, if he doesn't go to, like, a progressive offense, yeah, he's not going to be viable year one. Like, it's not going to happen. All right. Well, hell yeah, man. Thanks for coming and breaking this down. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm going to chop all these clips up and I'm going to have them ready because uh, when some of these running backs, you know, go to the spots that you said, just throw it on Twitter and be like, you need to be watching my live streams because my man's putting up people on game and uh, just letting you know. So yeah, I, I like that, man. Appreciate you taking the time to uh, come up with those potential landing spots for everybody. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you. Um, Letting me come on and share my thoughts, my views. You know, uh, like I said, I'm more so. I'm more so of a player of this game. You know, I love to play fantasy. When it comes to putting out content, I don't put out that much, but I do share my thoughts about rookie because I'm I'm big on studying the rookie, so I don't ever mind sharing my thoughts when it comes to the rookie. Perfect. Well, before we get out of here, why don't you tell everybody where to find you at on uh, Twitter, you know, just YouTube, wherever. Yeah, I, I think, what is, what is my Twitter? Um, that that one fantasy guy, I know I got a weird, weird Twitter because they wouldn't give me my, my normal Twitter. So, um, but um, also on YouTube, if you can find my channel, that, that fantasy guy, um, you know, so I don't have that many subscribers so maybe y'all can help me out but like i said um spotty when i share a video i'm gonna share when i have thoughts on something i'm gonna share and i'm more um active during the off season doing um doing the regular season i'm gonna share every once in a while but guess what i do i have a redraft league that i do um i'll make sure i do videos on weekly so you can follow me along my redraft league uh as we uh, as we see who the best um uh, and wins the championship ring at the end of the season so that's one thing i have fun doing during the season though i like it oh yeah well i'm glad you i'm glad you got to come on here um before we get into all the, you know, um, August and September, I'll make sure to get you back on, get some more thoughts like post-draft, talk about some rookies, maybe, you know, just some top playmakers, maybe not just running backs. But, yeah, I'm always excited to pick people's brains um, about rookies because I don't watch that much college football, like literally nothing other than highlights. Um, it's just one of those things I I can't train my brain to, um, to work that slow, I guess. Like, uh, it's just too slow for me, and there's too many fuck-ups. Like, and that, that's what, man. <laughs> I like watching the guys who ball out, but sometimes it's just like, damn. Is it the competition why they're balling out, or are they just really, really that good? 
<laughs> so I appreciate you, bro. And um, yeah, if you guys aren't on Clubhouse, I'm shout out again because that, that's where me and uh, him kind of, you know, connected first. And you know, we're getting in there. And we're able to uh, to talk, not just you know leave our uh, leave our text in there. Actually, get to spit our thoughts and. Yeah, if you guys aren't on Clubhouse, get in it because it is super fun, especially for fantasy. Nice little community going there. And last thing before we get out of here, just reminding you, you want to get into a Dynasty League, you want to get into the Hustler community, go get signed up, patreon.com slash ffhustler420. It is lit 24-7. You want to get into some Dynasty Leagues, go get signed up now because we're starting a Dynasty League right now. Probably going to be drafting in about two weeks. Um so like a week after the draft, uh, yeah, we're filling it up right now. So go hit it up, patreon.com slash ffhustler420. See, I would, I, I would get in a dynasty league with you, man, but you do IDP, you know. I ain't built for that. Man, the thing is, it's easy. It's easy. Like, as much as everyone thinks it's hard, it is easy. So No, no. it's not hard. It's just like, it's just I. Be honest with you, I've been in a couple of IDP leagues. It just depends on the scoring. Now, if you know, if you have an IDP league where it you know it weighs heavily on the scoring, then it can get it it be totally different. So it just depends on what you what you got scoring. You hit the nail on the head because the people that I've come across who don't like IDP, it was two reasons. One, either the roster construction sucked, or the scoring system sucked. So yeah, the scoring that I use is IDP one two three. It makes it to where some of these top linebackers, like they're competing with like you know the seven eighth running back, you know the uh, eighth ninth wide receiver. So like yeah, it's actually where these defensive guys do make a difference and can impact. It's not equal, you know necessarily. Like I, I customize the scoring to where offense scores a little bit more, at least those top top guys. But I got it to where defense actually makes a difference. And like my my YouTube series, Defense Wins Championship, it's all about the IDP content and bringing waivers and you know just making shit digestible for people who don't really follow it, you know that much. So I'm gonna bring IDP to the main stage. It's gonna happen. There's too many nerdy motherfuckers talking about IDP, making it like super hard, and uh, it doesn't have to be super hard. It can be very very simple. Yeah, it's like the like the league on. Um... So it's a redraft league that we um doing on Clubhouse, and they incorporate an IDP. And oh yeah, I'm in that league. It's because of me. That's why they're doing it. It's because of me. <laughs> I think Major's big on IDP as well too. You know, he is. Yeah, and uh, at first he didn't. He said he didn't have anybody to back him up, but I told him we got to make it IDP, even if we make it like three players and make it very very basic. You know, because. Everyone's gonna have a dope three player, you know, IDP set. Yeah, it's just it's impossible unless you got like twenty teams in the league. And you know, and 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 since I'm being forced into this IDP lifestyle, um, you know, if I'm if I am in that league because I haven't got chosen yet, guess what? Um, you know, I'm gonna make sure I study just so I can win the league because I, I, you know, I thrive in competitiveness and, um, you know, it's nothing like having bragging rights over your peers. Oh yeah. I'm ready for that. So I was excited. I was in the second wave. Um, it's because I was, it's cause I was defending the IDP so much and major knows I love to talk shit. So yeah, I, I came in in the shit talking uh, crew of uh, people who we brought in, not the analytical side because uh, I'm about to stir up some shit in that league. 
is going to be good times. And yeah, you'll get in, bro. You're going to get in either this week or next week. I don't know what days they do it. If it's Tuesday or Thursday, but yeah, Major's good people, man. I'm glad he's putting that league together because it's going to be fun. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, and here we go. Antonio said, <laughs> this is my first year doing IDP and it's fun. So just in the drafts, he said he'll never, because of the drafts, the dynasty drafts, he was like, I'll never do a non-IDP league again. <laughs> Once you get in, I, I just feel like you go all in. Yeah, I, I did when I I started my own um, dynasty league and I probably, and I, and I shouldn't, I went all in like, I put IDP in there and everything because, you know, they. I was trying to get rid of defense. They wouldn't let me. But I was like, well, if I'm going to put defense in there, then I'm gonna be, it will be IDP and not team defense. And, man, I, you know, I think that was one of the reasons that league flopped, man. Like, it just, it just didn't work out. Everybody wasn't ready because those was, like, first-time dynasty players. And yeah. they introduced that element as well. I think it was too much for them. Well, don't worry. I'm putting out some IDP content, like to just break it down, you know, to the simplest forms. And I'm going to shoot you um, a DM of the uh, of the scoring system. I'll shoot you the graphic because <clears throat> the scoring that I'm talking about is being used for that redraft league for the clubhouse. Okay. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be a scoring system we're like really trying to build as like the foundation for IDP because right now that's what's messed up. There's no foundation for scoring. Okay, we're, we're going to fix all that. But, uh, yeah, man, good looking on coming through and uh, sharing your thoughts. Um, time to get out of here. We'll see you guys later. Uh, don't forget, Rum Boys, tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. My version is better. I'm going to be there. Holla at your boy. Are you ready, Jim? I'm ready. want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, wintertime, money grind. Yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the genie of the lamp. This is the gift I was given, so I just live out my Culture-rated collection. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we don't jump through hoops just to hear our voice and can fall in love with illuminating documentaries like Giannis' The Marvelous Journey. I'm just a hard worker that's trying to survive. Enjoy the animated series, The Second Best Hospital in the Galaxy. All doctors report immediately. Where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Welcome home, baby! Or add to the experience by buying or 
renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. I want my music to unify people. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop. This is the cleanest police car I've ever been in in my life. And BMF. You're about to take over the whole nation. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Prime Video. Find your happy place. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.